Hello and welcome to the Fabulous by Design podcast. I'm your host, Evie. I am excited you are listening today. This show inspires and empowers you to take the next step towards a life you can't stop thinking about. I am bringing in people from all over the world with authentic and inspiring stories. People who changed their lives from good to better, from miserable to great, turned strategy into hope and became successful entrepreneurs and business owners, living their dream life on their own terms. Grab your favorite note-taking device, lean back and get inspired. I believe that everything you need to create the life of your dreams is already within you. Welcome to another episode of Fabulous by Design. Katie, my today's guest, always knew she wanted to dance. And here is her story, how she made her passion a paycheck. Hi, Katie. Welcome to the show. Would you like to introduce yourself to our audience? Hi, welcome. I'm very excited to be here. And it's an honor to speak in your podcast today. My name is Katie Riebschläger. I'm from Germany. I'm originally from the West, but I moved many years ago to the northern coast to be at the ocean. <laughs> and um, I'm a dancer, um, dance pedagogue and choreographer. Yeah, as well. I'm leading my own charity and I'm an owner of my own dance studio in Emden, which is at the border of the Netherlands. <laughs> Oh, exciting. We will dive in a moment a little bit deeper into what you exactly do. But before that, I would love to hear what got you into dancing and since when are you dancing? Well, yeah, my mom got me into dancing when I was three. <laughs> yeah, she she had decided that um, ballet actually is good for me and my posture and my, yeah, I was a wild child. So um, she was thinking that This, the discipline and dancing is good for me to calm down and to focus things better. And um, since yeah, I, I was three, I, I'm dancing, actually, um, ballet. Yeah, first of all, once a week. And then it, it, um, yeah, I started to go two times, three times a week and continued. Um, and you never stopped? Uh, yeah, I stopped later a little because of traveling. <laughs> <laughs> I, must, I must say, but yeah, in, the age, in the age of 13, I decided myself to go into dance professionally. So I asked my parents to change school, to go to a boarding school for dancing in, in near my hometown. So I was not sleeping there, but it, it's it's kind of a gymnasium, like you know, high school where um, you can dance in the afternoons and do your dance, continue the dance career professionally and do also your abitur, your mm -hmm. um, A-level. Yeah, so it's a parallel system in, in, in that school. And yeah, when the age of 13, I, I decided to do that. And so I made my um, A-level, my abitur also in that school and danced in the afternoon and um, ballet and contemporary. I love yeah. that, yeah. I find it very interesting because if I compare myself to you in the age of 13, I didn't have a clue what I'm going to do with my life. And I think it's very <laughs> exceptional that uh, in such a young age, people already have, like you have, figured out a passion where you could say, I want to do this professionally. This is so cool. And then later that in the days, yeah, sticking to it, because I thought I wanted, I wanted to be everything. I wanted to be a lot, but nothing <laughs> I actually became because it was all, you know, like the little girl's dreams that were not really my passion, they have been society's passion. Perhaps I was a little bit dragged in a direction from my parents, right? Mm -hmm. Where they said like, yeah, maybe this is good for you. You had that too, but you felt it, as it seems to me, more 
deeply. The, the day when you decided to, uh, to change schools and to go to the dancing school, have you seen yourself back then already on stage being successful, dancing and making money with it? I wouldn't say that extreme. I'm <clears throat> I'm very intuitive person and very energetic person. So mm -hmm. my first thought was in the age of 13, I watched a movie and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so beautiful. And I want to want to do that. <laughs> it's like, oh. <laughs> and then very intu intuitive, I, I decided to to do more of it. And actually at that age, I'm, I'm still the same. I still have the same characteristics that I have today. When I when I feel very excited about things, I really want to do that. And I go um, without looking left or right. I go for it. <laughs> it's still, uh, I'm still like that. I, I feel it sometimes. And I still feel the girl I was. Like, this is beautiful. I want to be a dancer. I, I want to dance more professionally. And, and without seeing, without the money point, I think it, this is in the age of 13. It's not the the real focus to say okay I want to earn money with that I want to be like in that theater or that theater actually other way around I I found theater life and being feeling stuck in a in, in for example an institution like a theater felt very like it gave me a lot of pressure mm -hmm. <laughs> so I really I, I saw myself more into like I'm dancing and I'm wild and uh, I I I move around to dance, not like stuck in one institution. Mm -hmm. So um, I just loved the dancing point. And yeah, I didn't make so many plans for the time after the boy. Yeah, that would have been my next question, Katie. So when you finished school and you said, okay, I'm a professional dancer now or somewhere on the way to become a professional how did your career continue did you ever have a normal <laughs> job I call this a normal job <laughs> or what did you do after school after you graduated yeah there is actually another side in my soul which is traveling and yeah being adventurous so there was always a struggle between uh, yeah as I said being in an institution stuck in one also a dancing job can be a job like you know with with um structure and stuff like that and um the other soul side of me is like the wild one the traveling one so there was always a clash and i found out before i did the abitur already that that could be a problem maybe <laughs> um in our society the art on the one hand and um yeah the, the expectations of um, the society on the other hand and blah, blah, blah. well then yeah my parents and my family they also told me maybe do something like a normal job as well beside dancing beside the art just in case you know what people say it's just in case you break your leg just in case you can't move anymore then you have something else in your cv so i studied international business administration in frankfurt for three years but beside i was still dancing in a company i was in Romania as a guest dancer for the semester holidays and I continued my dancing but I also did my, my bachelor's degree in international business administration so I tried to combine two, two ways with each other like the art and the business and at that time it began that I tried to figure out a certain way to live which fits to my inner self um, because uh, it's not very easy to combine the traveling, the wild side and the art side with each other. But I have the feeling that there is always a solution for every 
for, for every person, for every individual to find perfect um, struct life structure to where you really fit in. And that took a, quite a long time, like four years or so, four years of traveling, four years of trying out things, moving to the uh, to the northern coast and just separate yourself from your old environment and find new perspectives. I I lived in Sri Lanka for a long time. I lived in India for a long time. I lived in New York for a long time. I had a lot of destinations where I really stayed for a long time too. Not only for dancing, also for charity work, for just traveling, just to find out who I am and what I want to do. And then the next step became actually where I met my mentor here in the North. And uh, she was like, so open-minded to me and she was like oh yeah why why are you not teaching dance as well I mean you can be on stage but you can also teach and there is a lack of dancing schools around here in the rural areas of Germany what about that and she gave me the first um, initial idea to maybe that's an option also to teach and then yeah I started my studies in, in dance teaching in London did my master's in cultural management to combine art and, and and business again and I opened my own ballet school in a quite small town here in the north of Germany 10 years 10 years ago by the way we had our uh, jubilee this last year in congratulations yeah, congratulations <laughs> to be 10 years in business where you can combine your passion is really a big achievement that so many people are longing for and I like what you say before, that there is a solution to every problem we have, to every problem we face. And there is a solution to everybody's desires in terms of we can live our lives and create them the way we want it. Mm-hmm. And it took you a while. I don't think you're the only one because figuring out what we want to do and then comes the how we want to do it because they are a millions of ways If we, and this is very important, if we don't limit ourselves to society's limitations, Mm -hmm. because you come across to me as you mentioned so often wild and I dance to move and I want to be who I am and I want to express myself. This is what I see in dance. And then comes society. And it's not easy to resist as, first of all, as a young woman, secondly, we are born into <laughs> narratives and expectations. That's just, I would say, pretty normal. That's what life is. So how did you experience your choices in life? How much did you have to, you know, tell society that you're going to go on a different path and how did this feel for you? Yeah, I have to explain people the way I'm living almost once let's say once a week somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it started actually. And at that point where I really decided myself to put my energy totally into dance and also into traveling. These are two points and two things which are which many people in society have a problem with, that you have freedom, that you can, I mean, fill your days with things you love totally and the point is that I have decided that I just run my ballet school for three days a week. So this is actually a, a very important. Oh, you don't even oh, work yeah. full time. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I, I I travel um to to the city for one hour a day. So uh, this is one point. But the other one is 
as I said, I, I never wanted to really settle like, oh gosh. And so opening a ballet school at that time also was a bit of like, okay, let me think about it. Do I really want to open a ballet school or a place, you know, where I have to stuck? But I, I in my heart, and I believe in universe and stuff like that. So many things came to me and like um, spiritual told me like, yes, that's the way, do it, do it, do it. And um, so I, I did it. I tried it. It worked really well. And um, yeah, I've decided for myself, okay, let's do it. Let's teach in my school Mondays to Wednesdays and have like, it sounds, yeah, I'm, I'm still like smiling, but it sounds um, for many people very weird that I'd say I, I want to have Thursdays to Sundays off. <laughs> because I just want to do it. It's not like, you know, I just, I was just like, oh, I have so many, I'm a scanner person. There's a word for it, right? I have a lot of interests. I love so many things and I don't want to stop um, myself also with the other things. And I believe also that if I'm, when I'm just doing dance and dance teaching like three times a week, I can collect more energy outside of this and then give more energy into what I love. I, I believe that if you also do your own passion, the, the biggest passion you have, if you do that 24-7, it can exhaust you at one point. And I believe in this energy system. So I'm I'm having Thursdays to Sundays off, um, let's say in with marks, because <laughs> um, I have just time for other things. Other things means I can do workshops, I can dance by myself still, I can yeah, I'm still a dancer, so I have time for projects. I can just also lay on a beach. <laughs> um, if the sun is shining, I can go to the beach, be there. I can go to one of the islands here to surf. I can spend time with my family, with my cats, with people I love. I can just travel over the weekends. I can do so many things, just not fixed. You know what I mean? I can organize myself the way I feel it in this moment. For example, in summers, I have... I don't have much um, projects to do because I want to have time for the for the beach. <laughs> Let's say that. And if you tell people that in normal society, they you, you maybe can believe what they say, what they tell me. They actually they really think we call it bullshit bingo sometimes and all that word. <laughs> it's like um, I heard all of the things like you don't have a proper job. Maybe you should uh, look around for something um, profitable. You yeah, I'm not working properly because it's just three days. Oh, it's good that you are in a relationship, so someone else is taking over, the, you know, the the bills. And and I'm like, okay, I have my own. I, I'm earning quite a lot of money with ballet school, so I can live from that. I can travel from that, and I have a foundation with the ballet school. My life foundation, to which allows me to do all the other things so this is a, the question germans for example ask a lot like oh gosh where the money is coming from oh, oh. it's the most important thing and um just hopping around with kids can't give you the money you live boom, boom, boom. all these things are coming up then oh my gosh you're traveling so much then this is not healthy this is something well <laughs> i saw the traveling point is also a problem for society sometimes. I get I that. I get that. I, I see you. I hear you. First thing I want to mention is what I loved to what you said is I stated what I want. And this was working three days a week for your ballet in your ballet school. And the rest of the week, you are taking time for projects, for your passions, to rest, to enjoy yourself. Because I think this is what life is about. 
And I think when we state what we want, we can literally watch the world moving into that direction. And I think this is a very, very brave statement to make looking at this society. So I can imagine that all these statements sometimes hurt. They make us doubt our greatness. They make us doubt our decisions. They make us just feel uncomfortable in a place where we are home, which shouldn't be like Mm -hmm. that. So do you have an ultimate trick or a suggestion what to do when we hear society's thoughts and how to react on this and especially how to work through that so we are not limited by society's limitations because we have Mm -hmm. enough thoughts that limit us ourselves so what would you recommend doing if we receive such a comment yeah i've changed my focus on on that point because i saw that many people react like that because they have their own struggles and Mm -hmm. um, it's a point of jealousy that they maybe also want a life like that more self-structured and Mm self-determined and i'm I'm not like frustrated or grumpy or like these things with with these people i'm more feeling like (laughs) like a little bit sad about their reactions (laughs) You know, I, I also live in a rural area where things are more conservative. So I meet a lot of those people who are facing me like with these questions or who are like very ag- aggressive in a certain way with, with my life decision. And I, I changed my, my, my focus on that. I was like, okay, you're just reacting like that because maybe you also want to have such a lifestyle or maybe you are frustrated with your own life with working nine to five every day or maybe over hours and you maybe also want to go fishing or you want to go surfing or you want to go whatever <laughs> but you don't have the yeah the possibility or the will or the whatever inside the courage, that, the courage. The courage. maybe yeah. yeah the courage to say that um the courage to go for it and to change and um, i know it's a privilege to live a life like i live I know that and I want to and that's also the point. I know it's a privilege and now not every person in, in our world can do that and not uh, it's not yeah it's something very special and I'm very thankful for this and this is also the point because uh, that I really use a lot of my time for charity projects and for giving the people back a lot a lot of dance a lot of art a lot of also money for projects for um, social stuff because I'm like okay I'm very privileged with this lifestyle and I have a lot of energy because of that lifestyle and I want to give it and spread it but what I wanted to say is that not every person can have such a lifestyle in, in certain ways is it courage or is it also life circumstances but I'm um, but I'm talking to they could maybe change it. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. They, they could be use this privileged lifestyle to have a life they really want to. And yeah, as your question, I really focus on, on it and on another point of view towards these people. This is the only point. Otherwise they they eat you, you know, they will fire on you. They continue firing. It's it won't <laughs> stop. And I, I don't think it's our job to change them anyway i think we can inspire we can we can explain explain how that that things are working yeah i'm very open with that i'm also saying okay i'm earning that much money with these three days i also have one employee um for one day but i'm also i'm earning that money to have a super stable 
basic foundation, money-wise and material-wise, let's say that, that I don't have to put my energy into that, for example. Mm -hmm. This is what many artists maybe maybe have for them it's different they they need to work, find something working to get money i studied in berlin university of the arts and choreography and my my colleagues there my my student colleagues they came from dance and most of them they really were struggling with finding jobs with yeah earning money with that and, and they were kind of like oh my gosh you have an own school this is so cool and i'm like yeah but the difference is, this is also one point, this is also my decision, that I'm not in Berlin, I'm not in Hamburg, I'm not in London. I'm in a quieter place, and because I believe that these places also need art, they also need dance. And in this, in this region, I have the possibility to give more. I can give everything I want to. I don't have to stand in a line in Berlin to wait for whatever. They don't, they're not searching for me over there. Here, people are looking for people like me, actually, who give something for the region. Absolutely. Yeah, you found yeah. a niche, you found a, a niche. Yeah, less saturated market, so you can actually cover everybody's needs in the area where you live, and you don't have yeah. to be competition like in Berlin, London, because, yeah, big places. It's popular. I mean, it's cool, of course. If you live in Berlin as an artist, of course, I understand that totally. I studied there. It's so cool. It's so filling. It fills your glass. But I'm I, I made the decision also to travel to Berlin as much as I can to fill it. Spend my Thursdays to Sundays there and um, then go back and bring uh, all the energy and all the input to the other places where it's needed. And um, this is an also, it's another point. Um, you have to make decisions also if, if they're not cool. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is also the... Yeah, I met I <laughs> I get that. And I like what you said about uh, that you are privileged. And I think when we speak in these shows, I personally always speak about the Western world. I am aware that this is mm -hmm. that making decisions like we make them are not a worldwide thing. I am pretty much aware of that, too. But I love that you are giving back with your earnings with that energy you gain through your work so other people get at least small chances and looking at our western world like we don't need much beyond the basic needs and whenever we want to create something we only have to look around and allow ourselves to see the opportunities because they are all over the place the only thing that is holding us back is as you say society and the fears we carry like in case something goes wrong right so speaking mm -hmm. of things going wrong or things we can't control things that are just like you know life happens no matter what goals we have in life no matter how happy sad or Whatever we do, life will happen. Your business was also affected in the time of the pandemic. Would you like to shortly take us through that? Yeah, of course. Um, I already told you before a little. Um, it's it, For every artist, um, it was a tough time for every person, probably. I mean, but afterwards, like one, two years afterwards, I really saw also the advantages of, of that time because I just... Speaking of my point of view, so um, I can't speak for other people, but I, for me, found out that there are much, much more ways to be on stage. For example, I was really used to to the stage, the proper stage, the other stage, let's say that. And in the pandemic times, all artists became so 
more and more creative in to create new ways of showing art of dance and I was really involved in that first of all of course zoom and teaching uh, people which which is not a perfect thing ever <laughs> because you can do like haptic um, things um, to correct people of course this is not the perfect thing but let's say in the contemporary art and uh, I'm, I'm also a contemporary dancer so in that field so many companies so many artists create such amazing work all over the world so I had the I'm, I'm very thankful that I had the opportunity to work with brilliant companies in LA in uh, us in Germany in 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 New York, I worked with them. I made auditions online, so I, I that I had one, two, the three jobs um, online as a dancer, um, and we created amazing films, like dance films, dance projects online, with thirty, forty dancers worldwide. So I, yeah, it was um, actually amazing, and I didn't expect that these things create in such a big way um and i afterwards i'm still in contact with most of, most of them we created new things and it was like a like a wave you know it started there and then I, with all these people with all this connection i have made i created more and more dance films dance projects with dancers worldwide and that gives me also a push to be to stay on um, as myself in a, in a dance branch as a dancer also i'm in the middle and i'm 38 now let's say that um it's not normal let's say that that you're still a dancer at 38 but surprisingly i'm i'm in a better position as a dancer nowadays than before the pandemic i got more jobs i i met more people to work with it's also um, due to digital the social media and digital work of course but it's like a we say low for in German. It's like it started little and it was growing. Um, and uh, yeah, just because I met so many people, just because I I'm very present with videos online, I got so much more dance jobs and I found just a new way of expressing myself. Yeah, in the screen, <laughs> a lot of um, it, yeah. It's all about seeing opportunities. Thank you for taking us through this because. As an entrepreneur, especially when people are starting off, there are so many fears like what if and what if and what if and what if. Mm. I can tell you, dear listener, this story is here to inspire you. And you see even here, what if a pandemic? Get creative and see your opportunities. And if you like this episode, please don't hesitate to leave a comment below on Spotify. Leave us a review on Apple Podcast and share this episode with whoever needs to hear Katie's story, whoever needs to get inspired to live their dreams, because I truly believe that everything we need to create the life of our dreams is already within us. And I would love to round up this lovely conversation, Katie, with my last and most favorite question. <laughs> what do people misunderstand the most about you? That's an interesting question. There are some things actually... Yeah, I prepared the question, <laughs> but I now I'm I'm thinking if there is something else also. They don't they misunderstand that sometimes. Because I'm energetic, I like to put myself first. And people sometimes think it's egoistic mm -hmm. and narcissistic. <laughs> because I, I love uh, and the first and, and the one thing I like I believe in self-love in that mm -hmm. way I really try to yeah, put myself on number one to keep to get the energy i need for my work let's yeah. say that 
okay to express yourself um, yeah to express myself and i believe in this thing in an airplane when you take the the mask on i i take the mask on myself first and then i have the energy and the air to give it to others and this is something people misunderstand the most about me yeah this is what i wanted to to say actually that you also because this, this describes my whole life I, the, the the moment when i decided with 13 to to become a dancer, I I didn't, I really, maybe it's egoistic, I don't know, but I didn't watch left and right. I was just, I wanted to do that. It, it, it's my idea. And if I have the idea, I really want to do that. And I can be also a bit like grumpy when I'm not able to, you know, like, oh, and I, I tried to push myself yeah. into that direction. I really want to go. This is something which is really misunderstanding for some people. Yeah, people perceive Because they think, uh, oh, you're very egoistic. You're not looking left and right. You just go with the head through the wall. <laughs> we say in German. <laughs> but I do, I can tell that this is what it needs. And if this is all meant well and with good intentions and nobody gets hurt along the way, no, you can no, be no. as egoistic as you want because you are living up to a dream and whoever doesn't see that, we can agree that what you said before that lots of yeah. energies in yeah. these comments thank you for being my guest katie i appreciate your knowledge the value you give to this show thank you so much thank you very much <laughs> hey do you want to create fantastic reels with unique captions quickly this script has saved me time and brought back the fun of creating reels the writing, transcript editing and recording program automatically detects errors, ums and speech gaps and much more. I became an affiliate of this script because it eliminates the sucky part of real and video editing and adds much value to my work as a coach and creator. You can try this script for free by clicking the link in the show notes and reach out to me if you need help with your first edit. 